Hi, everyone. Welcome. I'm your host, David Berg. I'm here with our co-host, Michael Kandowski. And our guest today is Gio Anglito. She is from Brazil and a Miami native. She lives here now. She's in the real estate field, successful very early on. She's only 24 years old and has a great story to share with us. Gio, the floor is yours. If you could give us a little context on how you got to where you are today. I know you were in school for a bit and then you're no longer there. So how did that process progress and how did you get to real estate? So I was born and raised here, like David mentioned, and then I moved to New York to go to college or I went to NYU and I was really just trying to figure out like what I wanted to do. Like I was really thinking like what major do I want to do, what I want to do with my life. And it's like really getting into like what my purpose. That was right around the time that I started to study um, Kabbalah actually. And then I decided that like staying in school just wasn't for me. And there was something inside of me telling me like you should just pause, like leave. And I spoke to my parents about it a lot and they were both super supportive. They were like, listen, if you don't want to stay in school, like don't, um, but like, don't do anything. Like you cannot do anything. You have to do right. something. But they were like, if you don't want to, it's fine. Like, we'll give you the break. So I was like, okay, let me take a semester off. And I did. So it was like half of my sophomore year that that starting that January I stopped. And then one of the reasons that I also started to work with my mom, my mom's been in the real estate industry for 25, my whole entire wow. life, 25 plus years. So she's really, really good at what she does. She's super successful, extremely experienced. And I honestly wanted to start working with her in the beginning when I stopped school because I wanted to give her more time to be a mom <laughs> to my siblings. And because I saw like, you know, things in my family and I was like, well, I wish that I would like, I would have had more time with you growing up. Right. She was a single mom and was always working so hard. So I was like, if I can help you now that I'm not in school, let me start off. Let me help you with as much as I can. And I hope that it'll free up more time for you to be able to spend more time with my siblings. So I started off working with her from New York. I was still living there. Okay. Which part so, of New York? Midtown? Where always. I was living? Yep. I was living in Chelsea, okay. the packing area. And then it started like sort of remote. So I wasn't like that connected to the job. I was just sort of doing it like really just to help and to be doing something. And mm -hmm. then right when COVID came around. So say I dropped out, well, I left in 2019 and then I took one semester off, then I took the other, then it comes 2020 and I'm coming here to help my mom really physically like do things here. And then the talks of COVID started and right. she was like, you shouldn't really go back to New York. I don't think it's a good idea for you to be there alone. Why don't you just stay here? You're not in school. Like, sure. let's just let it pass. And then I started to be here and do so much more work here. Obviously, like there's nothing like in real estate, like you have to physically be here to like do the showings and meet with people and sure. clients, you know? And that's when I really started to get into it, although it paused during COVID, but then I really started to do more, really start to enjoy it, learn so much. And then from then until now, it's been like three years that I've really been here full, I guess, for in general from when I started. And, and now you're crushing it. Yeah. Fast forward to here. When you started in real estate, I know it was, your mom was doing it for many years. Was there a process to get up to date as far as what's know and how to understand the industry? Or did you kind of just jump face first into it and figure it out as you as you went along i sort of figured it out as long like as i went along i think that the thing i've learned the most is that i'm someone who just wants to learn on the job like i, I the moment i decided i was going to do real estate i got my license here 
in Florida in two weeks. And then I was living in New York and I went there and I got that license. I did like the crash course and I got both like within like a month or like five. Really? So that part is like the easy, like the theory of it, you You know, like learning the books. Even in New York, they would like give me exactly like the questions to pass the exam. So definitely didn't learn anything there. And it's just as you go, every transaction is completely different. Every client that you deal with is different. Their emotions, like it's sort of case by case. So you see how to deal with each thing as it, as it comes. Right. And how many years into school were you when you dropped out or what did you, was, what did you call it? I was it? halfway you, through sophomore year. I took yeah. a pause and I was pause. like, there's that's, no that's like the correct way, way I'm going back. Right. And then I just kept delaying when I was going back and then eventually NYU stopped emailing. <laughs> how many, how many months of emails did you get until, until they said, okay, she's like gone. That whole, like maybe that whole year. Yeah. Like it was January that I stopped and then for that semester, then the following semester and then January, 2020, like I just, I tried to log into my email. Didn't and just didn't go through anymore. <laughs> but I also yeah. didn't feel bad. It was a huge thing for me to think like, what are people going to think of me? Like I'm not finishing college. Cause growing up, obviously it's like, where are you going to school? Like that was a big thing. Right. And like, I'm someone who I worked so hard in school, like in high school, like I, I would study a lot. Like I had great grades. I wanted to get into amazing schools. Like, and you did, right? You went I to did, NYU. I did. I got into NYU. I got into all the other schools that I was considering getting into too. So, you know, but, and I always was like, I'm going to be in college. I'm going to study abroad. Like I really want this experience. And then I got there and it's just like, so not what I expected. And then I was thinking like, what are people going to think? Like, what are my friends going to think? What are my, what, what's my family going to think? My extended family, like sure. grandparents. Husband, Everybody husband. has an opinion. Of Everybody that. has an opinion. They're like, oh, you're dropping out. <laughs> right. Like she's gone, right? And then I'm, I was thinking like, wait, I'm not going to have a diploma. Like that to me was sort of like, yeah. I was like, is that for real? Like I'm, I'm not going to have a college degree, which I don't, <laughs> but all those thoughts were going to my head. And then I also, I would ask a lot of people like friends, what they thought, but also like people were only answering based, off based their on experience. their values, their experience. So a bunch of my other friends like wouldn't do that. So they're like, you should stay, right? You know, but imagine my, you had my experience is so different. And thank God that I did. Now that I started working, I'm so much. I mean, I just started working, so I'm much more ahead than right than the rest of your friends that are maybe just finishing up. Which school is fine, now. and that's what worked out for me, you know. And then I took the leap, and I was like, you know, like I literally don't want to go back, and I'm not right. And I finally took a decision for myself, and that was what was important. Because if I live everybody else, yeah, then you're living somebody else's life. It's not. And it's I'm not going to be really happy. So completely, and it worked out. Yeah, clearly. In hindsight, yeah. So I, I have a similar path to you in that sense. I also didn't finish school. I don't know if you knew that, but I, I actually had one semester left. And I got a call. I, there was a guy I wanted to work for for many years. He's based in LA. And I was talking to him. There was talk about me training his son. I was doing personal training at the time. I, I thought that was going to be my path and successful guy. So I said, I'll go train his son. And then he calls me one day and he's like, I have a job opportunity for you. Um, you have to live in LA and you have to move tomorrow. And of course, everybody, including my parents, I think initially, were like, you have to finish school yeah. and then go see what happens. So I said, it was COVID started around then too. And I said, I'll go do school remotely and I'll move to LA. And so I moved there and it ended up being the greatest thing ever. So funny, it was around the same time. Around the exact oh, same interesting. time. Interesting. Completely. And like you, it was the greatest decision I ever made. I still haven't finished college, but not to put anybody down. Cause like you said, everybody has their own path. Yeah. But many of my friends who stayed through college are now reaching out to me like, Hey, do you know opportunities here? And do you know opportunities there? So I'm just thinking, imagine if I had stayed. And I also wasn't the best version of myself when I was in school. As I know we spoke about yeah, before, you didn't feel the same way about yourself yeah. either. Um, so to jump back to you, what do you think somebody that's in college today, 
can use to evaluate whether it's the right thing for them based off your own experience or whether they should stick it out and graduate first and then make a decision? I mean, I think that you can't like just drop out because you just don't feel like doing it. Like, where is it coming from? And then you have to like want to do something productive. Like you need to contribute. Right. <laughs> so you can't just like, oh, I don't want to study and I just want to be like partying and chilling. Like, I don't think that's the right mentality. But if you wanted to, like, I really was someone that I really wanted to just work. I just wanted to get started. And I felt like going to school and going to classes was just like, I'm doing this because I have to. Like, that's so stupid. You know, like, I'm just like, I'm not learning anything. Right. And I went to NYU. I think I didn't learn anything. I don't, maybe I didn't take full advantage Somebody of it. Somebody from NYU but, is going to hear this and we're going to But I mean, <laughs> that was my experience. And I don't think, like, my life was so outside of school that, to me, the school was just like, I have to go to classes because I have to go. I'm not motivated to read and do the homework or do anything. So I was like, I just want to work. I just want to get started. And that's what I wanted to do for somebody who's considering it. I'd really consider like, what are you going to do? What's right. The you can't move back home and then just stay on the no. couch and do whatever you Exactly. So it's like, if you want to, then what are you going to do? Then like sort of, not that I had like this whole thing planned out. I didn't like, I ended up starting to work with my mom, but right. at least like have an idea of what you want to do. But if you're like on the sidelines, just chilling, then, you know, stay in school. Another thing that I think I was like, I mean, I went to school. Right. I did give it a try. Like, I think that also a lot of people maybe don't even have the opportunity to go to college. And I'm right. so grateful that I was able to go. And I and I tried it. Like, I really did. I wanted to give it my, my, my all. And then I decided it wasn't for me. So I think that if you have the opportunity to go, you should go. Like, I'm not telling my siblings, don't go to college. Really? You know, even like, though it wasn't the best experience for you. Yeah, but for me, but maybe for them, it's great. Sure. You know, so if you have the opportunity and you can go, an amazing school go give it a try maybe it's amazing maybe you love your experience and you meet amazing people and then you start your career also what's the rush there's no rush to start your career i mean i wanted to rush because i wanted to but like i literally have like so many years to work Completely. like people get started in their 40s nowadays it's also so. not a rush and it's a great time to just experience living alone and just it's a it's a fun time too you know right so i don't discourage people going to college i think you should go definitely give it a try but then if you give it a try and then you're like you know, I don't think this works out, then you can. So clearly your mom was an influence growing up for you, right? Yes. I mean, you're working with her today now. What do you think is the best advice for any woman looking to enter really any field, but let's say a male predominant field, where of course it comes with, you know, a lot of different things that aren't maybe about pro woman in certain spaces. How can you be strong and dependent and make your mark without, you know, being belittled by, by other people in the workspace? I think maybe there's a few things, but a huge thing um, is to really work and like create boundaries with people and let like, especially in a male dominated industry, like in real estate, I was telling you earlier, but at least like in like the real estate agents, I think it's predominantly women, but in real estate in general, like development and all that stuff, it's mostly men boundaries and like, don't can I curse? Yeah. Don't fuck with me. You know, like it only gets like this far, you know, right. so you make yourself respected. And that's something that I am so really clearly working on. Right. You know, and I'm much of a people pleaser. So it's it's hard. It's not in my nature to just be like that tough. But I think that women really need to work on their boundaries. Like like you're only getting up to here. This is professional. You can get past this. On that note, you work for yourself. Essentially, you and your mom have your own company. Yeah. For a younger girl or younger woman that's entering a real estate field, 
that needs to please people as part of her job, right? There's a certain level, both men and women. It's yes, not, yes. you have to make sure that they're happy with your work. And We're in sales and service. Exactly. Like our clients. It's all about our clients. Exactly. So how do you overcome that fear of hurting your superiors or making them uncomfortable when they, when they cross those boundaries as a woman? But I think a lot of women are afraid if I am strong and I stand up for myself, then I lose opportunities. So how do you overcome so, that? You need to respect yourself. You need to put boundaries. And it may be really scary to stand up to like, I know I've had experiences where like a male attorney who's obviously like way older than me and right. like, you know what I mean? And they try to use the intimidation and then like right. the guy was on the phone with me and he was just being so I'm like mean, but like he was, and right. he was being so rude and like attacking me. And I was like, and we were on the same side of the deal. Like we are both representing oh, you're working the together. client. Yeah. Because in real estate, like, you know, we present the sellers and we do the transaction, but there's always an attorney who does on the paperwork sure. or whatever. So we were presenting the same person. I'm like, we're on the same side here. We don't need to be competing on And he those. still wants to be the bigger man. And he still yeah. wanted to be the bigger man. And in the moment, I think that we get, well, at least me, I can only speak for myself, but I, you know, get overwhelmed with emotion. And you're like, what the, f like, how is this person speaking to me like this right, right. now? And, you know, then you, at, at that moment, we have to like take a breath, I think, and like take a beat because you like obviously get caught off track. You're like, this person's speaking to me like this. If I was a man, you'd never speak to me like this. Exactly. Or you wouldn't be talking down on me like this. Maybe you would, but he looks at me. I look super young. I'm 24, probably thinks I'm super inexperienced. Right. So you probably wouldn't say that if you were talking to a 50 year old man. Completely. Guarantee you wouldn't. Completely. So take a beat. So like not lose yourself. And then in that moment, like I hung up, but then after I cried, obviously. Right. Which is you fine. Know, you just, you don't, there's no need like to show weakness. Like I don't weakness. show it like in that point, but then right. after I'm like, oh my God, because you feel so drained that you're like. How could somebody talk to me like that? Right. I mean, people will. And women sometimes will, you know, it's not just for men. Regardless, you can't control people are going to treat you. But right. it's extremely draining when you're like, obviously like from this older man. So I was just like. Then after I let my emotions go and I think it's okay to feel it after because Completely. we're human and it's okay. We have to feel it. But in that moment, like just try to keep it cool, be professional, don't lose it. You know right. what I mean? And then respond and like, yeah, and then getting stronger and creating those boundaries. And at the end of the day, like if you need to put your foot down and somebody else doesn't respect it, that's on them. If they're uncomfortable that you're putting a boundary, well, you were maybe overstepping. Right. And if you feel bad about that. That's a huge, so that's a huge that's lesson. You. Like, it doesn't matter. You know I mean? Right. And sometimes like then if you don't feel comfortable, then I don't want to, I don't want to be showing you houses. If I right. put a boundary and you're going to be hitting on me, then, then, then I can't work with you. you don't, right. You, know I mean? you don't want that opportunity. Like, there's enough to go around for everyone. There's enough of like other clients right. and stuff. And I also don't need to put myself in that situation. So it sounds like you have to do things in spite of the fear because the fear is always going to be there. But it's saying, I know my values and I know myself. And if something crosses that line, regardless of if, whether I'm scared or not, I'm going to do it and set those boundaries anyway. It won't happen overnight. Completely. You know. So jumping to confidence, clearly that's related. But how, how do you remain confident in work, in your personal life, with so many standards and expectations for women that are unrealistic, that everybody sets? How do you separate that from you? And how do you stay confident throughout? Confidence is another thing that I... <laughs> Worked on for a long time. I think that oh, I gained a lot through honestly learning Kabbalah too and just learning more about myself. And I think that I've learned so much about myself and started to do so much healing that I really know more is learning who I am and more about myself. But I think that to be confident, I, I've learned like what my strengths are, learn what my weaknesses are, you know, so I know what more, more 
what to tap into. And I mean, for confidence, just I keep also like the self-talk, the narrative that I'm telling myself, like, mm -hmm. I'm doing great. You're doing great. You're killing it. It's okay. Like I don't really speak down to myself. I mean, sometimes I'm do, I do, I'm human. I'm working on it, but you know, like, no, like you're doing amazing. I notice how far I've come and I just keep like applauding myself and then I'm, I make myself feel good. And it's like a, it's, a it's loop, like a right? positive feedback loop, you know, and I'm really grateful that I also have people around me that also support me and who push me to, to be better. Right. But it's also a process to be confident. And as I do more, I feel like the more that I do to get out of my comfort zone, then it's like, oh, well, I accomplished this. I know I can handle that. Okay. And then something else is brought up to me. Okay. Then I'm like, okay, maybe I'm a little iffy, whatever I do, but then I'm like, okay, but I got past that too. Now I dealt with these two situations and now I can handle whatever. And then it's like, you start going up as you get out of your comfort zone, you start realizing like, I actually, like, I can do this. And then you look back and you're like, oh my God, I've already accomplished, I've already been through all these, I don't know, transactions and dealt with right. all these kinds of people. And then it's just like, you know, right. another thing with confidence, I think that at least with work, like knowledge and learning and knowing everything really helps you also make you feel confident because I feel like sometimes the right. lack of confidence is because you just don't know. You don't know what you're getting into. You don't know what you're doing. And sometimes like if a client asks me a certain question and I feel caught off guard and I don't ha know how to answer, I'm obviously not going to feel confident. Right. But if I have all the answers then I'm like, boom, 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 I killed that meeting. Then of course. And then I'm like, I feel confident. Exactly. I, I did it. Because you know your stuff. Able, yeah. Right. So like the preparation and also like learning, at least like this is like on a physical standpoint like, yeah. for the actual work. Like that's another thing that. Right. Was your path to success linear in, in the real estate field or was it like one big deal right during COVID? How did that, how did that pan out? So during COVID, it was like really like, obviously those first few months was like really, really slow, but we were still doing things. And then after, I mean, we're in Miami, so the, the record went crazy. Right. So then obviously it really, really took off. My mom's like, you started in the best time you didn't live through 2008 and lived through all these other like crazy times right. you know like she's like i've seen it like real estate's in cycles it it does go up and down but i started on the high you were, you were <laughs> like, literally the roller coaster started, was taking off and it you was jumped. literally taking off yeah and it was like every single time it was just like it was crazy how it was like going up exponentially and the prices and everything here and right and the demand and the movement so i started off and honestly it was good because it was like sort of gradual so like i was picking it up as i went sure and and then that was 2020 and then end of 2021 was when we sold my biggest deal to date which was how, how much was that 23 million wow yeah in the four seasons residences in surfside okay which was a beautiful residence um it was amazing and against all odds people were like you're listing it we represented the seller they're like you're listing it way too high even in the crazy market people really? thought it was too expensive they where were did like, they think it was worth we were asking like we were asking 24 sure. and we sold right under. So they were just like, you're asking like almost 5,000 square foot. Like that's too expensive. That's unheard of. It's never been sold. They're like, this is too much. You're not going to get it. We literally sold it in like two months. Really? With backup offers, full price. And it just ended up that we ended up going with the first one, which is why it closed for 23. If not, we had two cash backup offers for 24. Really? So we could have sold it. For so full just, price. Why did you go with this tenant over the other two? Well, it was just because, I mean, we were 
whatever they they came first okay we were already like in talks with them and then that's when right. other people were like oh we want it but we were already with them and they're really nice people and we're like you know at the end of the day they only need one buyer you know? right and and it really worked out with them but um but anyways again so people are like it's too expensive and we're like well we did it and then it a lot else. of other records have been broken too you know but we believed in ourselves we believed in the product that we were selling and we were able to we're, do it if you believe it then you you could you can then any, you it all works out more. yeah what's your favorite part about real estate the people the connections that i make okay. the relationships it makes me so happy when i'm like meeting with a client after we're like about to sell and it's closing and then they come here to the office right. and then we meet and then you know we give them a little gift and they're so happy and that's the best part now that i need to base my happiness on their happiness complete no you're making people's really dreams come true when when they're like you know not everybody's grateful but it's really nice when yeah when we're able to connect and completely and and have that relationship and they're and it's it's that it's a lot of word of mouth and we have a lot of reoccurring clients you know really to go backwards a little bit when we were you're 24 now i'm 24 as well um we both had different paths early in our in our teenage years but i wasn't somebody that i was happy about and i know we spoke and you said you weren't either a lot of people i think are lost and misguided from i want to say for me it was 18 to 21 22 yeah i agree i think that's the typical age range um but what what would you what can you tell what would you tell your 18 year old self today if you could go back and tell her something what would I tell my 18-year-old self today? I just say, like, stop caring what people think. Mm. Like, because I cared way too much, I think. Even if I thought I didn't, I did. Like, stop caring what people think. Um, you're amazing, and I love you. That's beautiful. Yeah. And would you have changed anything? And it's tough to look back and say you would have done things differently, but... I don't think I would have done something differently. I think that everything has worked out the way it has, and that's why I am the way I am today, you know, like all of my mistakes or things that I've learned, they were all lessons that clearly I had to learn from. If not, they're going to keep repeating until I learn it. So, right. you know, I think that I wouldn't change anything. Right. Yeah. And so on that, you and I were, were blessed with separate opportunities in the workforce at a, at a relatively young age. And obviously we capitalized on them and took advantage of it. For somebody who doesn't have those opportunities, where should they look? Where, how do they get started? You know, maybe a lot of friends too now who are graduating and who are trying to find a job and it's really fun. It's really hard, the job market to, to find one. And I'm like, well, if this is really what you want to do, then like do it on then your just own. Just go do it. Just go right. do it. Like stop trying to wait for someone to hire that's... you. You want to start a brand? Then start your own brand for right. now. So what are you waiting for? Like I think that's parents, such a... You know, like if your parents, they're like, oh, my parents won't invest in it. Cool. Go find someone else to invest right. in it. Like, oh, like, go pitch your idea. Like, go up to people. Ask your friends. Ask your sphere. Like, just start doing it. And I think that once you start doing it, then things will start to fall into place. Who knows? Maybe she'll start or whatever I'm thinking. Yeah. But maybe you'll start doing it. And then a few months in, like, you'll get the job, you know, someone wants to hire you because they've seen but you're already like putting the energy out there and the universe sees that you're doing something right and then the opportunities will they'll come will for come. sure for sure i think that's so such think a yeah it's just regardless if you have you know and so they say i'm waiting for an opportunity and yeah. no opportunity is going to come if you're laying on your couch no one's gonna, no gonna knock on the door and be like I'm i was looking for you, you. An amazing salary <laughs> right the best you with know, the bonus whatever. with equity in the company and you can take all the time you want off like it's not and it's also it like, doesn't work like that it's like it's it's hard you know like you also have to work hard and that's why you know a lot of people see like oh you're you're successful cool yeah but i've also worked really really hard and i'm really trying and i'm here until 7 8 p.m you know right I'm not here like 
you know, like I work really hard. My mom's also really hard on me. Like it's right. not like she's easier. So like I think I'm also putting in the work. And I think that people are just waiting and not doing everything that they can in their power. Once you know that you've done everything, like literally physically everything in your power, then then you have to let go and let the universe take care of it. But right. Up until but that most point, people are not doing everything. Yeah, most people can. let go before they put any effort. Yeah, in. they're, they're like, like, I haven't tried. It's all in. It's all in the creator's hands. It's all in the world's hands. Sending my resumes out, like right, or, or DM someone. I don't know. Nowadays, you go on Instagram, DM them, write someone on LinkedIn, ask a friend, right, to connect you with so many people. Like, I'm sure there's somebody in your in your friends or your family you can ask. Like, can at least the world is seeing, the universe is seeing that you're putting the energy and you're trying, you're going out, right, trying to get it, you know. Completely. Well, you can't just like say you're, you're doing it and like sort of sit back and wait. Yeah, it's never going to come to you. You know, or like go move. You want an opportunity? Like right. if, if what you need to do in your industry is be in New York, go to New York. If you need to be in New York, go to Europe. Like, don't be so calculated. If you really want to do it, like go fucking do it. Right. Right. You know? So many people, they want everything to be clear as far as how it's going to plan out, how it's going to manifest. But if you're stuck in your ways like that, then you're you're closing off doors to many yeah. opportunities, right? I mean, it's you like. You to be like a little flexible. Like you can't be so open either but you know you have your schedule i follow my schedule i have my priorities i'm organized i'm planning on doing this this and that but like if i'm not able to work out one of the days because i don't know i worked later i wanted to sleep in a little bit more in the it's morning, not the end of the world right i wanted to it's not the end of the world i still look fine and right. like, it's okay you know and if i'm not able to see my friends this weekend because i'm working or i'm with my family that's fine then i'll see you the next weekend like then you just balance and you just sort of like you're yourself. being a little nice to yourself and it's, it's we're not a we're not I a machine we, i think right. we have to be nice to ourselves because if not like we have to be disciplined um but i know that i'm giving as much as i can if not you're just gonna like get drained yeah you'll burn out you're Completely. gonna burn out if you're like trying to please everybody and trying to like be at every dinner and every party and then all the things for work and what are some other things that you do in your personal life that you enjoy that are good for your mental health that are good for your clarity you have your own podcast i have my own podcast tell us a little about it so i started it recently it's called the pink print podcast and i started with my best friend who's also working with me in real estate um we have amazing boundaries which is why we work so well <laughs> i'm sure you guys talk about that on the podcast too we have because you know, a lot of people it's like you work together your best friends but we really have got it in sync but we both really just wanted to like share like our stories and topics that we think are relevant specifically to people in their 20s maybe up to their 30s more targeted towards women right so we started it like literally about a month ago we released the first episode on october 13 and it's been really fun very cool. are you guys on apple podcast spotify yeah we're on both very cool yeah okay so it's been really fun and we like to share and hopefully we're helping I'm sure you guys are. I heard a little bit of it. It was it was awesome. Yeah. What? How do you apply tools of Kabbalah in your personal life or in your work? I think the ones that really I use the most are the ones that they teach in Kabbalah One. Okay. <laughs> Which is like the pause. What a pleasure. Why is this happening in my life? What can I learn from this? What can I do? Also, reactive versus proactive. I think those are the things on the day to day that we just see so like so much of. Like, right. That's why I think I use probably those lessons the most oh there's so many i think that so many are just like in my head right the they're ingrained I, in who you the are already at this I, point ingrained in who i am and how right. i live and just like the the wisdom just like lives in my head i've also read like so many of the cabal books i think that when i was really studying that i read like 20 of them wow so i read so many i have a list of all you're a big reader i'm a big reader and i just think that like once you start to read so much and listen like it just sort of like gets engraved in my 
it's like your subconscious. Head, yeah, you know? it's just constantly flowing. There. So that's why I think like these are the ones like I specifically remember. Right. There's probably so. I'm many sure others. there's so many other Completely. ones too. Yeah, and also about the ego, like just really learning like when I'm reacting to someone and they're reacting out of a loving place, a kind place, or am I reacting because I just want to like because I'm you know what I right, mean? Like so, it's just like put the person down. Yeah. Check. Was there an opening to spirituality in your life before then? Like, where you did you explore other sort of paths? And I think I was always open to it. I think the only things that I had done before that was like an astrology, like chart reading. Which okay. What sign are you? I'm a Cancer. Cancer. But in the Hebrew calendar, I'm Leo. Which you identify as Leo. I identify as Leo. That's why I always say in the Hebrew. In the Hebrew Leo. You have to throw it I in want there, right? To know that I'm, I'm not Leo. a Cancer. You can't put. I'm not a pushover, right? That's so then, but like. <laughs> It's those two it's a energies. Balance between the two. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a balance. But I think before that, I was just like, I, I had done like maybe I think like a, like very few things, like maybe like a healing sort of like, you know, those healings are even laid down. Yeah. Like one of those. And then like the chart and then Kabbalah like opened so much. And then even from there, I've met like, then the Kabbalistic astrology reading. Sure. Are a little different than the regular ones, all, all sort of, you know, but. But now I think I do so much more. I talk to so many more people. Like, I mean, like healers, yeah. you know, and people that I can have conversations with. I like it because it's just like, it's not for me. I don't really relate to like, like therapy. Right. I feel like this is like the real work where we're really getting into the nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. The last question that we'll finish with, and I asked a couple of different women that I know, I said, what can I say on these podcasts to inspire, to provide content? And the simple answer was you can't. There's nothing you that can't. You, there's nothing that I can say to a woman um, that gives them a perspective of what it's like to be a woman professionally, personally. So if you could just say one thing to whether it's a, a teenage uh, girl or somebody in their early to late twenties to empower them, to give them certainty when they feel lost, what would it be? I mean, I think as a woman, like we have completely different experiences to men. And it's okay and we're each unique and it's like so beautiful to be a woman we can do so many things we balance so many things like look at all the things that we're capable of you know like we can do so much we can accomplish so much and we're each so strong you know and we're all so unique and there's everything that makes us all different and i think that's just really amazing so just remember like it's like it's amazing to be a woman even though it's really hard you know right we're the ones who worry about at the end of the day to like overcome all these things you know, completely. And we are so strong. I think the, the, the problem or the thought is men and women need to be the same thing in the same areas. But I think that women actually have skill sets that men don't have. And to capitalize on that and is actually you can do more, you can be more impactful and yeah. you can do many things that a man can't. So we I offer think. very different things. And that's why, you know, it should complement. Completely. Yeah, completely. Gio, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. I'm sure our, our listeners will enjoy a lot. There was some good laughs some good content and some good clarity in there. So as, as always, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, like, and send any questions to davidbergmb at gmail.com. We look forward to having you on next time.